Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is the Spirit Doctor, Kelly Sparta, and you're listening to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. Today I'm joined by my two fellow powerhouses, Kathy Shiron and Charlemagne Tremont. I've asked them both to be here because we're tackling a big topic, honoring your ancestors. Welcome, Kathy and Charlemagne. Hello. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs> Charlemagne's like, hello. <laughs> Been one of those days, has it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So... Yeah, so we're. Uh, I'm. I'm going to tell you guys about an exciting new thing that we've got going between the three of us uh, at the end of this episode. So uh, we are doing something special for intermediate to advanced level seekers. So if that's you, you may want to stay tuned to the very end to hear hear what we've got going on because it's freaking awesome, man! All right, so let's dive right in. Let's talk about the ancestors. We've we've got a bunch of different angles on this on this call here. So this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to start with you, Charlemagne. Tell me what your take is on honoring the ancestors. And 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 I I do want to say I have a question that I want to put out there to the both of you um, as we're talking about this. And you can answer it now or you can answer it later. That's fine. But I want to ask the question. When we talk about honoring our ancestors, I'm hearing so much right now about healing our ancestors. Everybody's talking about healing their ancestors. And I have my own opinions on that, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. And then we'll see if we agree. So Charlemagne, you're up. So I think that you brought up something that's been on my mind quite a bit too, which is the idea that I will be really 
right up front about my feelings about it. I think there's a certain arrogance in thinking that we're going to heal the dead. <laughs> thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I felt certain we'd agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> that Kathy's the, shaking I, her head yes, too. Yeah. yeah. The, the idea that we somehow heal the dead through our courage to heal ourselves is, is an interesting uh, jump for me. Quite frankly, I feel that there's a lot of healing that we can have by coming to terms with the truth about our ancestors. And there's a lot of healing for us that we can extend to share with the living, should they be willing. And all of this becomes about consent as someone who works with the dying and the dead, as well as I know you all do in your various ways, that the idea of consent is important that just because some person or entity or energy is not necessarily walking on the planet in an embodied form does not mean that they still do not have energy and will and an opinion and a a legitimate way of being that trying to interfere with in some way that is not consensual may be met with, I don't know, upset, problem, energetic repercussions, et cetera. (laughs) In a, a virtual ass kicking from your ghost ancestors. <laughs> yeah. Little things. Precisely. I mean, and I imagine we're going to talk more about that, but you know, in the initial question, which is my view on this is that I think ancestor honoring is important. If one feels a connection to their ancestors and that a lot can be learned about how one got to be where they are by understanding the patterns of the past, particularly of one's bloodline and I'll also throw in here that I consider certain people who are not of my bloodline to be my lineage ancestors, in particular in the spiritual world. And I also consider the animals in my world to be part of my ancestor group in terms of spirit. So I have a very animistic, if you will, perspective on this. So I'll put that right out there to start. Okay. All right. Well, we'll put a pin in that right there. And I'm going to go to Kathy. What's your perspective on the honoring your ancestors, healing your ancestors aspects? Um, I like the word arrogance. Hubris also comes to mind. Um, the, in, um, in the constellation work, which is one of the things where I directly connect with a lot of ancestor energetics, um, if you attempt to back up into the ancestors and fix things or adjust things or try and balance things, what you're actually doing is entangling the flow of life because the flow of life in that energetic flows from our ans- through our ancestors as life givers to their descendants. And so when we try and push back up the line to do something, we're out of the flow, we're entangled. That means the fullness of, of love and life does not come to us because we're in the wrong level of where we're supposed to be um, in terms of the operation of that in the optimal way for us to succeed in life as we are now and to move forward. Um, And furthermore, um, in some of the constellation work I've done, um, there are family secrets and other things that go on that are none of the living's business. And the ancestors do not want to give that information up because they don't need to, they don't have to, it's their business, not our business. And I've actually seen the energetic flow of healing done in a constellation field shut down, literally collapse, because the client got curious 
about what the family secret would be instead of focusing on what's the flow for healing um, for them in the moment, for themselves and for their life. So I think that the idea of healing the ancestors is definitely a a problematic concept. Um, And in the practice of constellation work, it's actively um, detrimental to healing work. Yeah. I I would agree with that and I'm going to I'm going to put my two cents in on this which is freaking A really it's like you don't have enough to do it's just it, to, from my perspective it is the ultimate resistance to doing your own healing work to say oh I have to heal my ancestors no you have to heal yourself your ancestors provided you with what they could provide you with and it probably didn't do everything you needed or else you wouldn't be on a spiritual path nobody comes on a spiritual path unless they're in pain that's the nature of the beast. And so you need to do your own healing work and let your ancestors worry about themselves. They are on their own paths. And nothing is to say that they didn't choose. And, and no, I'm not even going to say nothing is to say that they didn't. They chose those paths, just like you chose this path. And to say that you have to heal them from that is to, to deny them the path that they chose. And you know, basically, you're just, it's just an excuse to avoid doing your own work. Okay. So stop trying to heal your ancestors, please, please, I beg of you. Okay. I don't know who's out there telling people to do this. I don't know why there's so many people out there telling people to do this, but it is inappropriate and disrespectful of your elders. And all of your ancestors are your elders. So there's that. Okay. Without Subtle or nuance. We should have done this in November, but no nuance November, right? <laughs> but now that we've all said it very clearly. Uh, uh, let's let's get into what we do with our ancestors and how that, why we need to do that, because uh, uh, so many of us have challenging experiences with family, right? And you know, I remember when I was first stepping into this work, uh, Kathy, you were there, where I was just like. I don't want anything to do with my family. My family sucks. My family were terrible people. I come from a line of people who did terrible shit. Why would I want to be associated with them? And so I had a really hard time with it. And so, you know, when when you are having a hard time with it, and again, I'm going to go back to Charlemagne this time, because uh, I know what Kathy's going to say. I want to know what Charlemagne's going to say. <laughs> um, when you're having a hard time, getting over yourself uh, around your ancestors and getting over the, the upset and the, I don't want to be associated with them. They don't, you know, they weren't great people in life. Why would I want them now? Uh, what would be your comment to say to people? What would be my comment to say to someone? Yeah. Well, I will speak from my own experience, which is not dissimilar from yours initially that I really didn't feel like I wanted any connection with people who, were problematic in my life when they were living. Why would I want to be involved with them now? It was a part of my attitude. And what I discovered in very short order was that amazing changes can happen when people are no longer attached to the material world. And um, also there's a thing of maturity, of honoring what is and what was to the understanding that sometimes really people were doing the best that they could with what they had. And having a more well-rounded picture of the suffering that those people endured. And in my family, there was lots of survival syndrome. 
because people fled the occupation of the countries they were in, and some people made it and some people did not. And all of the trauma that they endured got transferred very readily onto their children and so on down the line. So there's a point of also maturity and then understanding compassion and forgiveness that I was really able to come to regarding who those people were in life and how to relate to them now that they're gone. I hope that answers the question. If, but I am going to, I'm, I'm going to expand it and say, if somebody were to look at you and say, I just don't want to, what would you say to them? I would encourage them to try to really come to a different place about really understanding that you're not engaging with the same person that you may have known. And if it's someone you didn't know, that the relationship is very likely to be different than any of the stories you may have heard about them because they are different and you're not the same people that they were interacting with. There's so many possible ways that these things can go. And so much of it is what you bring to it in your curiosity, in your openness, in your heart and your intention. Um, I, I think it's interesting because a lot of what Charlemagne said, I would echo. Um, and from a constellation perspective, one of the things I talk about is that um, when you cut yourself off from your ancestors, and we are talking DNA here, okay, I'm, I'm talking about literal DNA linkage is, you know, they've been tracing the ancestor project, right, right back to, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago into common ancestry. We are all linked. And those links, um, the, the morphic field of the issues flow forward. And so they even talk about it. I think there's a biblical reference. I can't tell you chapter and verse right now. I used to know it, but not anymore, about the sins of the fathers being visited on the sons unto the seventh generation. And uh, um, and this is literally constellation stuff, is that these things flow forward um, in life. <clears throat> and when you, when you are in a place of saying, I'm going to cut myself off from all of that, okay, but then you stand alone. You can't cut yourself off from the DNA, but you can cut yourself off from feeling the support of those ancestral lines of knowing that you are not, you didn't emerge from an egg, right? That you have all the, if you're a woman, um, the, the matrilineal line of all these strong women who survived to bear children and that those children grew up and had children. Um, there's incredible strength in our ancestor lines that when we say, well, because I don't like the behavior of a particular ancestor or a parent, then I want nothing to do with them. You, you're kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater because you're saying, because I don't like the behavior, I'm cutting myself off from the strength of the ancestral line. So a lot of the times when I'm, again, working in the field of a constellation, I talk about and separate the idea of life giver from behavior, because behavior comes from our burdens. We all have them. We all have behaviors that are shaped by our stories and our burdens. Um, so did our parents and our grandparents and all of our ancestors. But they are also life givers. Life flowed through them to us. And that is a sacred archetype. And when you shut yourself down from that, you shut yourself down from that particular energetic of being in the flow of life. And so if somebody said, well, I don't want it anyway, I would say, okay, but this is like being in a grocery store and saying, I'm not going to have anything to eat because I refuse to look at any of these groceries. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're cutting yourself off from a found, from a tremendous source of power and support 
that will actually help you in your own healing work um, that you are engaged in now in life. Yes, that's fantastic. And this is exactly what I was talking about um, in regards to, you know, why it was that I suddenly, you know, not suddenly, but I finally, that's really the word I was looking for, <laughs> why I finally was like, okay, fine, I'll do the work. I don't want to. You guys suck, but I'll do the work, right? I I was angry. I was very angry. Um, I, I have some not so nice ancestors, and you know, one of them uh, was a mass murderer. And you know, I was like, well, why do I want to be connected to that person, right? Well, I am connected to that person, whether I like it or not. And so this is the, this is the thing. And we had, just like we have to come to terms with who we are on our insides, you know, and all of the dark places inside of us that we may not want to show others or whatever, you know, we've got to come to terms with who we come from. And, you know, this is part of the conversation. Um, You know, there's a lot of conversation going on uh, around epigenetics and that's actually what, constellation work is based on right Kathy yes yeah Yeah, we're going to do an entire episode on constellation work so if you're like going what is that well just be patient we'll do it in the next month okay um and um but there's a lot of discussion about that and you know as somebody whose family has been here for 400 years in the U.S. on both sides of my family and who definitely they were slave owners you know I feel real issues around reparations and around finding a way to balance the scales because my ancestors did that. They did. I don't, I can't fix it, but I can absolutely be part of the solution now. I can absolutely be part of the discussion now. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for looking at how your ancestors impacted your, your present day life. I mean, I definitely have advantages because my ancestors were who they were and looking at that and being, being present to that. So, you know, not to say that you need to take on the guilt of your ancestors. You don't, you don't. It's, it's not about that. It's about saying, you know, what is right and what do I want to do about it? Right. And so there's, there's all of that. So, all right. So we've gotten to the point where I think we've made our case for why you want to work with your ancestors. Okay. Now let's talk about how do we honor them. Okay. Um, I, I think what I'd like to do is instead of giving other people practices, is instead to just say, okay, how are we doing it in our own lives? And then if we want to give a practice, we can do that. But I, I kind of want to just say, how are we doing it? Because I feel like that gives a little more insight into to what's real for each of us. So I'm going to start with you, Kathy, this time. Um, oh, wow. So many different ways I do this. Um, one is through gratitudes. I've really gotten to the point in my own work where, yes, I separated behaviors from life force. But then I understood that the behaviors were also gifts, regardless of how painful they may have been at the time, is that they were gifts to me because they allowed the wounds are actually when you heal them and clear them, they become the source of your uh, healing work in that sense. And then you understand that they were gifts. And there was a point where, um, it was probably 20 years ago, where I was in a, in a conference, and, the, um, and they had us look at the pictures of our ancestors. And to 
understand what they went through. And if you subscribe to the idea that you chose coming in and who you came in to to be, uh, who you descended from, and that um, everybody chose a path that my ancestors chose suffering in order to gift me with certain experiences that allowed me to become who I am. And when I really took that in profoundly, I was just, I, I went through half a box of Kleenex, you know, um, sobbing through it all because I was just so grateful for um, what they had suffered that brought to me the ability to be who I am. And so gratitude is a huge part of my practice of honoring my ancestors. Gratitude to them for surviving, gratitude for them for undertaking the 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 profound um, challenge of bringing life into the world and and raising their children to the point where you know they become you know adults and can continue that life. Um, gratitude for the challenges that they overcame. Just the other thing is, um, I have a. I have a, uh, a, a altar, uh, an ancestor altar that I have pictures on, you know, of my grandparents and my great grandparents. And my mother got into, you know, the whole researcher ancestry thing. And we've got, you know, some really, really old pictures and some fun stories. My great grandmother and my great grandfather got in a shootout. She was a better shot. So he died and she went to prison. Okay. So, you know, we have, we, we all have our backgrounds. Hey, great grandma, I'm a pretty good shot too, although I'm not shooting anybody at this point. But the ancestor altar, gratitude, and um, in just uh, being in a place of, one of the things I do right now is I, I live with my mom and I help support her. She's 87. And um, I would not have been able to make that choice 15 or 20 years ago. To, to be here in this space. And because it's a very fine boundary to walk, it, you cannot parent the parent. Okay. That that's an entanglement. So I'm still a daughter and yet I am in service too. And I don't lose myself in the process. So um, there's also the, the honoring of the role of parent, of the role of life giver and of the, of just being profoundly grateful for my life and not trying to step in and judge or do anything that would entangle me in that way. Um, and uh, it's a, it's not for people who have not yet had real good practice with boundaries, <laughs> but it's an excellent, excellent exercise in uh, maintaining good ones. So actually I'm going to jump in and do mine next. So, um, and then I'll ask, I'll ask you Charlemagne, but um, so mine has some similar angles to it, uh, which is I, I have an ancestor altar uh, with my pictures of my ancestors and my husband's ancestors. And, and we have it up on the very top of the six foot book, bookshelf bookcase, because um, your ancestors are above you. They're, they're your lineage. They came before you. They, they're big and you are small in, in constellation language. Kathy has taught me well. Um, and so I put them on a top shelf so that they are, are held in the upper reverence than in which they are meant to be. I actually did a lot of Ancestry.com work um, and spent several weeks doing research and going back in time to find the ancestors 
who fought in the Revolutionary War so that I could join the Daughters of the American Revolution, which I'm not technically a member yet. I still have to find one birth certificate, but whatever. I didn't, I didn't expect to be as, as taken by it as I was, but to be standing there in a room full of people, women, who were all descended from the people who created this country and to be standing together in that moment. And, and we did a salute to the flag, which I'm not usually like super excited about, but it made sense in that context to be like, you know, yes, we helped create this. We helped not we, but our ancestors. Right. And, um, you know, as we come out of quarantine and stuff, I think I am going to go back out and do more of that. They actually go and sit with people um, and, and welcome people to the country who are being naturalized as citizens, which I think is a fantastic thing. You know, we're the we're the descendants of the people who created the country and we want to welcome you into our country. Right. I think that's brilliant. Right. There's something really beautiful about that. And so, you know, that's been part of my ancestor work. And and I talked to my dad, who's crossed over. I talked to my mom, who's crossed over, right? Which were both challenging relationships for me when they were here. My mother relationship is still a little challenged <laughs> on, the, on the other side. I mean, she's, she's, she, uh, um, you know, she is who she is. My dad, on the other hand, just completely transformed when he, when he crossed over. So it's, it's very interesting to see how the, the different energies shift. And so, you know, a lot of it's just about being honest with yourself about what's true. And I will say that Kathy did a, a ceremony, and um, I think, Charlemagne, I think you were in this as well at one point. Um, Kathy did a ceremony years ago. Uh, she did it again at a, an event you were at, Charlemagne, uh, which is the ancestor lineup as part of the, the constellation work. And it was profound for me to stand in that space and to feel the line of ancestors behind me. Um, that was really profound for me to be able to let that energy through and to allow it to flow through me. Um, and at the event you were at Charlemagne, I actually stood in the back of that line as the mother of us all and, and anchored that line of ancestors doing that work. So that too was, you want to talk about ancestor work. <laughs> channel the mother of us all that'll be some ancestor work for you right there so yeah so that's that's kind of what i've done uh charlamagne what's your what's your path been it's actually a combination of some of the things that you've spoken to and as some of what kathy said as well i have an ancestor altar that i keep and that i had to as it is required by me as souls pass and um, I put things on them at their birthdays. I have a really interesting one in that one of my grandparents passed on my actual birthday during a nor'easter, and I could not go to the funeral. So I did my own little thing. And so now when it is my birthday, I celebrate it as my birthday and their rebirth day. And it is very present to me. And I love that. Um, I definitely do things uh, such as at... Samhain or at various similarly timed festivals will maybe make a dumb supper for them, which is the meal at which you cook the favorite foods of that person and put them out on the table and eat in silence. Or if you're me, you also invite them in and you chat them up and then you take that food out as an offering to the planet, which I do, which I love to do. 
And I also have done some research uh, on my family, very similarly to some of the things that Kathy was speaking to, where I have one of my cousins did an incredible amount of work and was able to trace one of our lines all the way back to the seventh century. So I have a very long, long list of names, some of whom we have some information about, some of whom all we have is their names. And yet there is a real feeling of gravity in that movement through time in the backwards. And because I haven't had any children, the movement in the forwards is a little different for me. Yet I feel as though I hold a space for, not just for my nephews, but then again, as some of my own teachers have for other people who I've sat in a position of holding space for and sharing my lineage and my traditions with them. Yeah, I was actually going to make comment to that as I was, as Kathy was talking, I was becoming really aware of the fact that the three of us are talking about honoring our ancestors and none of us have children. And so there's this place of, you know, we're, we are it, right? You guys have siblings. I don't, right? So, and your siblings have children, but, but I'm it. I'm the end of my line. So I have cousins but uh, not not the same. It, it's a very special place, I think, to sit where we sit, to be in this place of, of being the ending of a particular place and to look back and to reflect and to be with what has come before. Because, you know, it's not about not going forward it's about what legacy do we leave behind to represent our families, right? Our lineage, right? Both magical and biological, right? Um, and if you're adopted, then, you know, that would that would be part of your lineage as well, the family you were adopted into. So um, how do we how do we leave something behind that is representative? Because typically that's children, but for us it's it's not. And so Part of that for all of us, I think I can speak for the two of you on this one. I, I, you know, Charlemagne, you've already said that. Um, but I think for, for all of us, part of the, the lineage is our teachings and the ways in which we step into space with those who are coming up and how we help raise them up. And I think this is the perfect segue for us to have the conversation about what we're about to offer. And uh, that is, is called Evolve with Sacred Energetics. It is an intermediate program. For, well, it's an intermediate to advanced level program. It's a custom designed program is really what it is. So if you're somebody out there and you've been listening to this podcast and like like my friend who told me years ago that he loved the podcast, even though he was 15 years into his work. And I was like, why? And he said, well, because you're stitching things together. If you're one of those people out there and you've been going, well, I don't need the beginner level stuff, you know, well, I, I think I'm all right. But now you're sitting there and you're looking out and you're, you're thinking, well, geez, there's nothing but beginner programs out there. This is for you. Okay. One of the, you know, we can work at an intermediate level. We can work at an advanced level. Basically what we're doing is we're going to take and say, take some time with you. We're going to do an energy scan. We're going to see what your issues are that you're dealing with right now. We're going to, um, Charlemagne's going to do a progress chart for your astrology and we're going to look at what's coming up and what, what you need to prepare for. And then with you and what you want to learn, we custom design a program 
and work with you in that program to mentor you through that process in small group environments. So like seven people or less small groups. Um, and so there's a bunch of really cool stuff that we're doing, including, um, a transformational moon circle ritual that Charlemagne's going to do every month, a self divination call every month with Kathy. I'm going to do a sound healing and we'll also work on energy protections and, I'll be monitoring your energy and making sure that you're healed as you go through your process. Anytime you've got healing work you need done, we do that. We're going to do a couple of retreats. It's going to be really awesome. So if you want to learn more about it, you can go to kellysparta.com and click on the online programs and choose Evolve with Sacred Energetics, which is the second option down. And you can see more about that or, you know, I'll put a link directly in this episode's show notes and you can click direct to the page from there. But uh, we would love to talk to you if that is something that you are interested in. Uh, There is a way to sign up for a discovery call to have that conversation on the page. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm super excited about it. (laughs) So, okay, so. Uh, I, the only thing we have left is uh, a uh, ism for the end of the episode. Normally, it's a Kellyism, but I got you guys here. So, do either of you want to want to pick something as a single thing to say to wrap up the show? The thing I'd like to say is that our ancestors sacrificed so that we could be where we are, and the way that we show them the greatest love is to do our healing work and live our lives well that I think wraps it up. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Tune in next time when I share another episode on energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Kathy Shiron and Charlemagne Tremont, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 miles. is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage 
all of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.